Well, today is part two of our series called Dangerous Prayers. I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up, I was not taught dangerous prayers. I was taught very formulaic types of prayers. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Before you would eat, you would go, God is great, God is good, and we thank Him for it. Anybody else pray that one, right? You know that one? And then before you went to bed, it was, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord. My soul. Anybody else pray that one, right? Not very dangerous prayers at all. And as I got a little bit older, I guess I did sort of learn that, okay, you don't just pray a formula all the time. You, you pray other things that, that you need. So I would pray things like this. I would go, God, help me to pass this test that I didn't study for. Or God, help mom not to remember what I did before dad gets home from work. As I got a little bit older then, it was over top of a toilet, like, God, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise, if you help me with this hangover, I will never, ever drink alcohol again. Prayer, a lot of times, for so many Christians, it's boring, it's safe, it's very, very predictable. God, be with us as we travel. God, help me with this appointment that I have today. God, please bless this Sheets hot dog to the nourishment of my body. Give how about they give me strength all the rest of this day? I mean, come on now. Jesus is a miracle worker, but that's going to take a miracle, right? To turn a hot dog, a sheet's hot dog, into something that gives you strength and nourishment throughout the rest of the day. But yet that's so how often it is. We, we just pray these boring, safe, very, very predictable prayers. And I, I shared with you last week as we started the series that God wants you to learn how to pray these, these bold, dangerous prayers. Prayers where it really stretches your faith and you're asking Him for big things in your life. And so today what we're going to do as we continue on in the series is I want to teach you another dangerous prayer that you can pray. So if you got a Bible, go ahead and turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3. That's where we're going to hang out today. do want to welcome those of you that are watching online with us. Right now you see in the upper right-hand corner of your screen there, there's a thing called Talk Notes. If you push that, that's going to take you to all the scripts I'm going to look at, as well as the points I'm going to be making. For those of you that are live here in the room, welcome to you as well. If you go to our website, exponential.church, either on your phone or tablet, whatever you brought along with you today, you can get access to the Talk Notes there as well. Now, as you continue to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3, let me give you just a little bit of context of what it is that we're going to be looking at here today. The story and this dangerous prayer is going to come from a, a young boy by the name of Samuel. Samuel was probably only about 11 or 12 when he's going to utter this dangerous prayer. Now, what you need to understand about Samuel was he was a miracle himself. His mother Hannah, she had been barren. She wasn't able to have kids. And so she had promised, God, if I ever could have a son, I will give him to you, to your service for all the days of his life. And so sure enough, eventually she's able to give birth to this little boy. His name's Samuel. She dedicates him to God. And so Samuel, when we get to the story here today, he's actually working in the temple area. Now here's the problem. The priest at the time, his name was Eli, and Eli was an evil, evil man. He was very, very far from God. In fact, he was supposed to be bringing people to the one true God, but he was actually pushing people away from God. And he had taught his sons to do the exact same thing. They were very, very corrupt. His two sons were Hophni and Phinehas. And Hophni and Phinehas, oh my goodness, they were even worse than what their dad was. They were terrible. These guys are like stealing money in the church. They're actually inviting women into the church. They're having sex with them right at the altar. 
And so God is not very happy with the nation. One night, Samuel, he's sleeping, and he hears a voice saying, Samuel, Samuel. So Samuel, he wakes up, and he runs into Eli's room, and he says, yes, what is it that you need? And Eli's like, what do you want, kid? What are you doing? You woke me up. What's going on? Samuel's like, well, I thought you were calling for me. And Eli's like, no, I didn't call for you. Go back to bed. So Samuel, he goes back to bed. And as he's lying there, all of a sudden, he hears again, Samuel, Samuel. So he runs into Eli's room. He's like, yes, Master, what, what is it that you need? And Eli's like, I told you, I don't need anything. Oh, I thought maybe you needed a, a glass of water or something. Eli's like, no, go, go back to bed. A third time then this happened. Samuel, Samuel. He runs into Eli's room. Yes, what is it that you need? It's the third time then that Eli realizes that, oh, maybe God's trying to get his attention. And so Eli says, go back to bed, and if it happens again, just say, yes, Lord, I am your servant. What is it that you would have me to do? Because I am listening. That's where we'll pick up the story. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10. Once again, the Lord stood beside Samuel and called out just as he had done before. Samuel, Samuel! I'm listening, Samuel answered. What is it that you'd like for me to do? That is a dangerous, dangerous prayer. Lord, I'm listening. Speak to me. What is it that you would have for me to do? Now, before I share with you what it is that God spoke to Samuel, let me ask you a, a question. Especially those of you that that maybe you've read through your Bible before, you've been around the church for a little while. Anytime God calls somebody in Scripture to an assignment, is it ever easy? Do people ever go, oh, okay, God, no problem? Do we ever read that? No. I mean, th think about it. God comes to like a man by the name of Noah, and he says, Noah, I want you to build me a boat, a big boat. Why? Well, because I'm going to flood the earth and only you and your family are going to survive. Okay. Um, how big of a boat do you need me to build for you, God? Well, it's got to be a football field and a half long, a couple stories tall. And oh yeah, by the way, I need you to get animals of all kinds, bring them onto this ark. That way you and your family and these animals, they'll, they'll all repopulate the earth. Noah looked at God and goes, no problem, I'll get to that right after lunch. Right? Is that what he said? No. It was difficult. Or how about this? One time God comes to a guy by the name of Jonah. He says, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh, the, the most vile place on the planet right now where the people are so far away from me. I want you to tell the people to repent of their sins or they're going to die. Jonah looks at him and says, sure, God, I'm on my way. Right? No, what does what does Jonah do? He turns and goes the other way. He runs from it. It's a difficult assignment. How about Mary? Young teenage girl. An angel shows up, scares the living daylights out of her. Says, hey, by the way, uh, yes, you're a virgin, but you're going to give birth to a son here soon. And by the way, he is God. You are going to be the mother of God. And she says, 
Hashtag the blessed life. Right? No. No. Every single assignment that God gives to you, when you say, God, speak to me for I am listening, when He speaks, it's not going to be easy. But yet, it's the best way to live. Because every time we pray that prayer, even though it's hard, it's going to stretch our faith. It's going to be the exact same thing for you. When God speaks to you, He's going to convict you in some way. Or He's going to challenge you in some way. He's going to ask you to do something or become something that you don't even think is possible in your life. You're going, Gilbert, that sounds hard. I know. I just won't ever pray that prayer then. I guess that's one way to live life. But why would you want to live life that way? Why wouldn't you want to become all that God wants for you to be? Why wouldn't you do all the things that God wants for you to do? You see, if you never learn to grow in your faith like that, if you never learn to be fully dependent on the Spirit, then you're just going to drift through life and it's not going to be a life of meaning and purpose. So Samuel, he prays this dangerous prayer. Speak, Lord, for I am listening. God says to him, Samuel, I'm about to make all of your dreams come true. You're going to grow up and you're going to be rich and you're going to be famous. You're never going to have any cares in the world. I'm going to have you marry the girl of your dreams. You're never going to be sick. You're going to live your best life now. Right? Is that what God spoke? No, if you've been paying attention to the message so far, you know that that isn't what happens. When God speaks, it's going to be something that's going to challenge you. And that's exactly what He does here. God says, look, Samuel, Eli has been sinning and turning people away from me. And so my assignment to you is I want you to go to Eli and tell him that because of your sinfulness, he and his entire family are going to be judged. Now keep in mind, Samuel's only, what, 11 or 12 years old here. And he's going to have to go to his boss and tell him, you, the man of God, you're sinning against God and you're going to be judged for it, you and your entire family. Does that sound safe to you? No, because he, he could be fired for it. I mean, again, uh, Eli and his family, they were pretty wicked. They could have executed him for saying something like this. This prayer of God speak to me is a dangerous prayer. It's a dangerous, dangerous prayer. But yet we need to pray it. We need to listen for the voice of God, even though the assignment is going to be difficult. And then we need to obey it. That brings me to an important point. You know, oftentimes when we think about prayer, we think that it's, okay, me just talking to God. But equally important, if not even of greater importance, is that we would listen for God, that we adhere His voice. But too often what we do when we pray is we don't shut up. We have this list of demands that God, I want this, and God, I need that. God, do this for me. God, do that for me. God, give me this. God, give me that. I need help with this. I need help with that. We just keep going on and on and on and on. And God's like, you know what? I'd love to help you. But you're going to need to be quiet for a little bit. Let me, let me talk. Let me speak into your life. So be still. Take a breath. God says, let me talk to you. I want to guide you and help you, but you're going to need to be quiet enough, long enough, so that I can speak. Let me ask you a question. 
How many of you ever binge watch a TV show before? You ever binge watch a TV show? I have. Do it all the time. Isn't it easy for like an hour and two hours and three hours just to sort of get away from you as you watch a show like that, right? Or how many of you have done this? You, you get your phone out and you're like, I'm going to check Facebook real quick. And you start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Or maybe you're on Instagram or Twitter. Next thing you know, an hour's gone by. You ever had that happen before? Or how about this? Have you ever done a workout for an hour or done a craft for an hour or, or read a novel, you know, some sort of book for an hour, did a hobby for a whole hour, and an hour goes by? Have you ever done that before? Sure, we all have. Let me ask you another question. How many of you have taken an hour just to sit and listen for the voice of God? Probably not as many. We have no problem taking an hour to watch TV or to scroll social media or to do our hobbies or read a book or all these other things. But yet when it comes to, you know what, you should take some time just to sit and listen for the voice of God. We're like, I, I, no, there's, there's no way I could possibly ever do something like that. But yet you can. Because again, you do it with so many other things in your life. If you could, though, if you could take some time just to, to listen for God, just to, to hear His voice, to say, God, I'm here, speak to me. What would that look like? Let me give you a couple tips. If you're taking notes here today, the first tip would be this. To hear God's voice, I must learn how to be still and quiet. you got to be still and quiet. Now, that's not my opinion. That comes directly from God's Word. In fact, God spoke to King David and He speaks this, this Word to him. Look at Psalm chapter 46, verse 10. God says, Be still and know that I am God. Notice He doesn't say, Be frantic and know that I'm God. Or be busy and know that I'm God. He says, Be what? Be still and know that I'm God. Still. You need to pause. You need to reflect. You need to listen. And I know some of you are going, okay, Gilbert, if, if I'm still and I'm listening for the voice of God, exactly what does that look like? I mean, am I going to like hear a voice from heaven like, you know, James Earl Jones or something? Like this like, like deep voice, Susan, yeah. Susan, you should break us up with him, right? Because I got something better for you, Susan. Good-looking guy, one who actually has a job. <laughs> right? Is that what it's going to be, that, that this voice from heaven does that? Probably. I mean, God can speak to you that way, but, but probably not. Primarily, the, the way that God's going to speak to you is, is right through His Word. That as you sit there and, and you just are reading, God is going to start to speak to you through it. He'll also speak to you through sermons and songs and family members and friends. <laughs> Last week, you know, Brian was here to help uh, lead in, in worship. And that was great. And I just preached this message to you about pray these bold, dangerous prayers. And so I'm speaking to him out in the cafe area afterwards, just thanking him for everything. And he was saying, well, what's going on in your life and stuff? And, 
So I was sharing some things I was sort of wrestling with and some decisions I got to make and, and various things. And all of a sudden he says, well, gee, he says, uh, sounds like you need to pray some bold prayers. I'm like, I wanted to punch him in the throat. I'm like, where does he come up with this stuff? Reminding me what I just preached to you guys, right? So sometimes you hear the voice of God through your, through your friends. Sometimes it's through circumstances. I had a situation last summer. I was praying through this big issue, and I wasn't sure what to do. And so I went on to Amazon, because you know that's where you find God, right? I went on to Amazon, and i like, is there a book or something that I could read on this topic? And there were literally thousands and thousands and thousands of books that you could read about this particular topic. And so I didn't like pick the like the the top one on the list. It was like on page three or four as you like scrolled through. And it wasn't even the one that had the highest rating. But I, I ordered this book. I got it. I read it. It was sort of helpful, but I still wasn't quite sure what to do. Well, I had another person in my life that they knew that this decision I was trying to make and everything. And so they said, hey, I got something I think may help you. I'll send you a package in the mail. And so I'll never forget, last summer I'm outside, I'm mowing my grass and stuff, and I see the mailman come, and as the mailman puts something in, I see it's this bigger, like, manila envelope type of package. So I was like, oh, that must be, you know, what I was waiting on. And so I turned the lawnmower off. I go, and I had been praying as I was mowing, you know, about this whole thing. And so I go, and I, I open up the package, and inside there's a book, and I pull it out, and guess what? It's the exact same book. Some people may call that a coincidence. I call that God. And so I was like, all right, God really wants me to hear something in it. So I read the book again, and it helped me in the decision that I had to make. Now, you know, next to the, the Bible, the second most popular way that God is going to speak to you is through His Holy Spirit. You ever had just like something that you just felt that I've got to do this? I just feel this, this, this prompting, a sense that I'm to do something or to say something, and it sort of comes out of the complete blue to you. Maybe it was a prompting that, you know what, you need to pay for that person's meal. Or maybe it was a thing of, you need to, to go and, and talk to that stranger there. And you're like, why am I talking to that stranger? And you just like have this sense that, no, I've, I've got to go do it. Maybe you felt a prompting to visit a certain place in order to serve or or maybe just out of the blue, a name comes to your mind and you're like, I need to call that person or I need to text that person, see how they're doing. Oftentimes that's God. You're going, how do I know that's God not just bad pepperoni pizza that I ate for lunch? I mean, how do I know that's actually the Spirit? Well, I've shared this with you before. It's actually quite simple. If what you think you're being told is to bless somebody, to serve somebody, to speak a word of encouragement to somebody, do it. If it's contradictory to God's Word, then don't do it. I mean, it really is that simple. You're going, yeah, but what if like, it wasn't God that told me to bless that person? You think God's really going to be upset that you bless somebody? <laughs> well, that wasn't my voice. You know, you're going straight to hell for blessing that. But no! So again, if it's going to be helpful, do it. If it's illegal, immoral, unethical, unbiblical, don't do it. Listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now let me give you an exercise that I learned recently, and it's been very, very helpful for my life. Hopefully it's helpful for you as well. And it's actually based off of something that Jesus said 
in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, Jesus says, when you pray, go into a room alone and close the door. When you pray, get all alone, close the door, get, get private. And you're going, does that mean we should never be praying in public? No, you can pray in public. But what I'm saying is, look, most of your prayer time should be you alone in private, just you in God. Again, be still and know that He is God. For the sake of this exercise, that's what you're going to want to do. Get still. Get quiet. And here's what you're going to do. It's very, very simple. As you breathe in, take a deep breath, you're going to ask the Spirit to put a name in your mind. And as that name comes to mind, as you breathe out then, you're going to say a quick prayer for Him. Breathe in. Name comes to mind. Father, for Brad right now, I pray that you would help him whatever it is that he's going through. Breathe in. Another name comes to mind. As it goes out, you're praying for the new name. This has been so cool for me because number one, the Spirit always gives you a name. Every single time. You would think you'd eventually run out of names, but every single time. Breathe in. A name comes to mind. You breathe out. You pray a quick prayer for that person. So not only does a name come to mind, but what it allows you to do is you pray for a lot more people than what you would typically be able to pray for because you breathe a lot, right? So if you do this exercise for 10, 15 minutes, I mean, you're going to pray for dozens and dozens and dozens of different people. And it's really, really cool. And what I like about it, it's so spirit-dependent. It isn't me sitting and making a list of, okay, I want to pray for this person, then I want to pray for that person, then I'm going to pray for this person. No, you're, you're truly just dependent on the Spirit. And then the other thing that's happened for me is sometimes there's been some names that have come to mind. And I'm like, well, that's a blast from the pastor. I have no idea why that particular name came to mind. And it's then prompted me that, you know what? After I'm done my prayer time, I need to text them. I need to call them. I need to send them an email. I need to reach out on Facebook. Just see how they're doing and check in. So it's a very, very simple exercise. And again, what it's doing is it's allowing you to get to know the voice of the Spirit more and more and more and more. Remember when you were a kid and maybe you're like, you know, four or five, six, seven years old, and you're in a big crowd, and maybe you got separated from your parents, and you're just like looking up, you can't see your parents anywhere. All, all you're seeing is his legs and, and torsos of people, and, and you can't see them anywhere. And then you hear mom or you hear dad's voice. They're calling your name. And you could recognize that voice anywhere, couldn't you? Even if other people were looking for you, even if other people were calling out your name, still your mom's voice, your dad's voice would have cut through all that other noise. You know their voice. Why? Because you spend so much time with them. And you know that that's the voice of the person that loves you and cares for you and wants to protect you. And what I'm saying is it's the exact same way with the father. The more you get to know Him, the more you hear His voice, the more it's easy to understand that yes, that is God speaking to me right now because that's the voice of the One who loves me. That's the voice of the One who is here to protect me and help me. Alright, so number one then, you, you need to get still and quiet. Number two, I must be willing to obey what I've heard. You know, I mentioned it earlier that when it comes to prayer, we talk way, way too much. And then we, we compound that by what is coming out of our mouth is basically just this 
like list that we're, we're treating God like he's a genie in the sky or something. God, do this. and God, do that. and God, give me this. God, give me that. God, help me with that. We, we just keep listing all of these different things. And without even realizing it, what we're really implying is, God, here is how I would handle the situation if I were you. And God, here's the timing that I would do this in if I were you. But listen, what if instead of handing God a list of our demands, right? God, here's my list. 27 things that I want you to do for me today. Here's my list. Instead of handing God a list, what if instead we handed God a blank sheet of paper? God, what is it that you want me to do? God, who is it that you want me to serve? God, what is it about my life that you want to change? God, who am I supposed to bless today? God, who should I be generous with today? God, where would you have me to go today? God, what do you want me to say today? What if we did that instead of giving him our list, we just gave him a blank sheet of paper? So instead of, God, fix my marriage, what if it was, God, what do I need to change about myself to improve my marriage? What if instead of, God, bless me with finances so I can get out of all this debt that I'm in, what if we instead prayed, God, how can I be a better steward of what it is that you've already given me? And then we abate it. See, it's not enough just to, to hear it when he says, okay, here's what I want you to do. Then you actually have to obey it. That's what Jesus' brother, a guy by the name of James, writes. James 1.22, he says, don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. You know, many of you, you want to hear from God. You want God to speak to you. But you're like, why isn't God speaking to me? Well, perhaps the reason he isn't speaking to you is you haven't done the last thing he told you to do. God's like, why am I going to give you more things to do until you do the thing I've already told you to do? And so what is it that today that the Spirit is speaking to you that you know you have to do, that God has been speaking that you should be doing this, but yet you haven't done it? Today is the day to start doing it. Even if it's difficult. And that's where little Samuel found himself. God, speak to me, for I am listening. And God says, I've got a tough assignment for you. You need to go tell Eli and his sons that they have been you know, blaspheming my name. They've been leading people away from me. And now they're going to be judged for it. So would Samuel obey, even though it may cost him everything? We read, his decision in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 18. Samuel told Eli everything the Lord had told him, holding nothing back. And indeed, that's what ends up happening. Ultimately, judgment comes. In fact, Eli, two of his sons, and his daughter-in-law they all die on the exact same day. Samuel, on the other hand, 
he gets elevated, that he eventually becomes God's prophet. One of the greatest leaders that Israel had ever had. It's Samuel who has a hand in choosing King David to replace King Saul. It's Samuel who's the one that, unlike Eli, that when people were sinning, that didn't turn them back to God. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's Samuel that comes and says to David, you're in sin. You need to turn from your sin. And David did. And ultimately, David was known as a man after God's own heart. All because Samuel, throughout his entire life, was willing to always go, okay, Lord, here I am. Speak to me, for your servant is listening. And then Samuel was always willing to obey no matter what the cost was. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Learn to get still. Learn to get quiet before God. And just say, here I am, Lord. I'm listening. And truly take some time. And you may have to build up, but maybe it starts at five minutes. Then it becomes 10 minutes and 20 minutes, a half hour, an hour, that you're just listening for the voice of God. And then you're doing whatever it is that He tells you to do. You want to live the best life you possibly can? That's how to do it. Not doing your will, but doing His will. No matter how hard it may be, no matter what it is that He asks you, knowing that He's going to be with you each and every step of the way. So can we do that? Let's go out. Let's trust Him as we ask Him, Lord, speak to me. Let's pray. Father, thank You for this day and the opportunity once again to dig in Your Word. And thank You for the inspiration we get from this little boy by the name of Samuel who was willing to listen to Your voice and do what it is that you commanded them to do. So Father, I pray that we would continue to pray these dangerous prayers. The prayer we learned last week. God, make me bold. And that we would pray bold prayers. But then Lord, just as equally, we have got to learn to get still and get quiet. and Listen for your voice. God, here I am. Speak to me. For your servant is listening. So Lord, give us the, the courage then to go out and do whatever it is that You would call us to do. No matter how crazy it may seem, no matter how many people may laugh at us or make fun of us, say names about us. Lord, help us to be obedient. Because ultimately, that is the blessed life. When we know we're fully and squarely in Your will. So Lord, give us the strength, the courage, the power, and the boldness to do what it is that You'd have us to do all the days of our lives. I pray all this in Jesus' name.